Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, David Indersky. David, you are the owner and president of NCON in Ocean, New Jersey. David, thank you so much for joining us. Josh, excited to be here. Give us an overview of what NCON is and what you do. Uh, Josh, I am very privileged to be in a family business. My father started the company in 1968. Uh, he's 83, still comes to work every day, so super excited <laughs> about that. Yeah. Uh, we are we're a self-performing contractor in the mechanical and electrical space, in serving most of the uh, state of New Jersey in the commercial industrial sector. Yeah. What is it like stepping into a family business, particularly now at some point when the reins are kind of given to you to work in, you know, in, in, in the leadership, you know, I mean, you're running the company now. And, and wh- how was that transition? Um, you know, Josh, thinking a lot about, about that over the years, I give all the credit to generation number one to have the ability and wherewithal to let go. Because I, when I started taking over and doing things differently, I wasn't calling his baby ugly, but I said, hey, maybe there's different ways to do things. And if he didn't have the wisdom to say, hey, I'm going to let you try it this way. I've got trust and confidence in you. It's why I see a lot of troublesome in the generational business. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I give my father tremendous kudos to allowing it. And we get to still enjoy Thanksgiving dinner together, which is a, a rare commodity in, in our space. Somebody who is in that position, let's say that they're in a family-owned business right now, they're just kind of serving in the company, but it's you know it's someone else in the family that's running mm-hmm. everything, right? They're or they're the CEO, and they're like, look, they're they're probably going to retire sometime in the next ten years. What should someone who's like, geez, the reins are probably going to come to me. What should someone do when they're, say, you know, five, 10 years out to make sure? Because, you know, you want to be sensitive there, right? It, it, you know, especially if the employees are really dedicated to the, you know, to the, to the other family member. And you know that at some point, you know, you're going to have to step up. I'm wondering, and now with the insight that you have, having gone through that, what would you recommend to that person? I think you have to earn their respect. It, it, respect is not given and it's very cliche-ish, but I know when I was young in my career and I saw where my career path was, I was the first one in the office or on a job site. I was the last one to leave. I knew everyone was watching my every move mm. and you know, they'd look at it. Oh, you're, you know, you're Marty's son. Of course, this is going to happen. But no, I, I didn't care what the what the voices around me said. If there was a dirty job to be done, or a truck that had to be unloaded, or a shipment that needed, or a Sunday night job, I was the first one that said yes. Um, if there was an ugly thing that had to be done, um, 
I just did it. And you know what? I think the success of the organization for as long as it has, people that stay here for their career share that attitude. I'm, I'm, I'm not very big on job titles. We need it sometimes. But the worst thing to hear is it's not my job. If, if there's a truck out in the parking lot right now and it needs to, I'll hop on the forklift. So my father, my father's the first one. He'd roll up his sleeves and get dirty and not have the pride of saying, that's not my job. It's it's not who we are. It's not how I was raised. It's not who who we are culturally as an organization. And if you make it here the first six months and you get adopted into that culture, you're here for your career. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, David, in light of the past couple of years, um, so I'm just trying to think, you know, again, you know, what you do, and you said you work primarily in the tri-state area. Is that right? We do. Yeah. Um, and so over the past couple of years, I'm sure you've had some new challenges that have come up from clients, um, you know, with some of the disruption that's happened. Oh, for sure, Josh. And, you know, our governor, you know, during COVID, we were deemed essential workforces from, from the beginning. So yeah. we never stopped. Um, and we worked very hard to get the right respirators and the right masks and the right protection with whatever information we had at the moment. Yep. Um, and we do a lot of work in the hospitals and surgical centers and clean room environments. So we were well accustomed to better filtration and all the other buzzwords the media made for us. It made getting some of our normal products very difficult because all of a sudden there was consumption of of that product that was not typically used. Um, but we worked very hard. We we try to keep the office as remote and smart as we could. Um, we're a very big collaborative team in the work that we do. But we just try to do and we we endure it every day. And you know, as the as COVID's ramping back up here in the Northeast again, you know, we we're 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 ma- we're masked. We try to do the right things. We try to be very responsible. We have everyday updates of who had close contact, who was where. Um, but we deal with it just like the rest of the country and the rest of the globe is doing is trying to be as thoughtful and, and, and aware what's going on around us. Yeah. How do you, um, let me ask you, what have you learned in regards to leadership? Um, you know, if you're working in, you know, somewhat of a mission critical role, uh, you know, if you have a hospital and like, listen, this needs to get done. Uh, and you know, you're essential worker, you've got, you know, uh, you know, folks within the organization, um, you know, probably putting in longer hours. Um, what have you learned over the past couple of years from a leadership perspective? To appreciate the people. Um, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to give a check, but to be able to say thank you to them. We try to do a lot of corporate company events with families, with spouses, with significant others. And it's really just to say thank you. We know that when 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 our technicians are on a roof or working a long weekend or we do a lot of Saturday, Sunday work, we're taking them away from their family time. And when we could be at a family picnic and I can go up to their spouse and say, thank you for letting your significant be part of us for that day. We know it's hard. Um, I think that matters because again, we're, we're as we've grown, we're we're a little bit more corporate than we once were, but we really try to keep the family value of, you know, when we ask someone to work on a Saturday or a Sunday and they say, no, they can't because they got to be at their, you know, they, they want to be with their children or they have family commitments. We understand it. We get it. 
Um, when, when my older boys were in high school, I tried to make as many of their events as I could. With the advent of cell phones and things, I was able to attend more than I ever could before in my life. But be, you know, be respectful of their time. And if someone says, hey, I want to be at my child's recital, super. We, Our operations manager, his son is playing very high-level soccer around the country. And he's known to be on a conference call while on the side of a soccer field in some zip code in Florida or California or something. So he tries to manage both the best he can with the responsibilities to his family, his children. Because look, Josh, at the end of the day, they grow up and you, you never get that time back. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. So on the leadership side, we try to be very respectful of that and very aware of that and conscious of the fact that we have a job to do, but you also have a life to be mindful of. Yeah. Um, on a day-to-day basis, I would imagine, you know, in terms of like the things that you want to instill in your culture, gratitude being one of them, that sounds, you know, and, and that could be a good reminder for all of us as leaders uh, is, you know, maybe it's don't ever let a day go by without thanking uh, you know, folks and, and not just the, you know, folks that you have day to day in interaction with, but mm-hmm. to, you know, to, to take time out, uh, to find those people that are in the organization that you don't engage with on a daily basis, uh, to, you know, ask them about their day, ask them about their work, how things are going. I mean, that really matters. I, I mean, I remember being at that position, but I, I can see how sometimes it can be very easy to forget to do that unless we are very conscious about that. And Josh, it was the biggest challenge I had as a leader here during, you know, remote work. I didn't get to see and engage and interact with people. I, and, you know, just the normal things that happen when you're getting a cup of coffee, you know, I'm big on, tell me something good. Tell what's happening in your life. That's positive. Tell me. And every now and then, you know, there's someone on my team right now that's going through a very difficult family issue. Real life, real stuff happens. So if they're off their game a little bit, you know, let's talk. Let's, what can we do? Who else is here to pick that person up? You know, if you've got to come in late because of a challenge, we all get it. We're, we're all there or we will be there. So let's respect that. And and again, do the little things. Mm, yeah. Uh, David, someone's been listening to us and they're wondering, well, can I work with NCON? Like who would be somebody that, that, that you would work with or in terms of like, you know, um, you, you could help uh, professionally or, you know, you somehow you could work with them in some regard. So, you know, we look at it two ways. We have our internal customers and our external customers. Um, on the internal side, we're always looking for young, talented people. Uh, we, we have the, privilege of having a lot of smart people here that ooze a lot of wisdom. So we do a lot of training. So if someone was saying, Hey, how do I get in that field? How do I get in that space? We're, we're, we welcome that every day on the external side, you know, large buildings, large campuses, environmental people. um, We do a lot of work in the class A office environment, hospitals. So anyone that's got a building that's performing well or not performing well, or they have an energy issue or an indoor air quality issue, comfort issues, or that are just saying, you know, my provider is not as responsive as I think they should be. Who else can help? Yeah. And so, um, but, but you don't work remotely with someone that's not in the tri-state area, right? So they would need to be New Jersey, New York. 
Yeah, Josh, we're really a boots on the ground kind of organization. Yeah. Um, so we need to be there. Um, we have contacts and engineers and firms that we deal with across the country that we help ideas and we, we do, ex- you know, idea exchange that way. But we are a self-performing contractor where we're actually in, in building, doing the work. So um, New Jersey, New York, the market, you know, the five boroughs, uh, some work in Pennsylvania we go to. But we go to where our clients take us. We, you know, we're reputation-based. We've been working with a clientele list for a long time. And if they were to say to us, we're buying the right campus somewhere in the right zip code, we'd probably figure out how to do it for them. <laughs> yeah, awesome. All right. So uh, David Ndurski, again, uh, you're the, um, well, so, so president and owner, innovative leader, uh, New Jersey's uh, FinCon, or I'm sorry, NCON. And again, the website is nconmech.com. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. nconmech.com. When someone goes there, what would you recommend in terms of like how they would engage with you? Um, If they want to reach out to us, we have plenty of connective points, you know, either social media or on our website. And even on the website, we try to use it as, you know, our digital marketplace of things that we've done and try to showcase our talents and, and, and case studies of places we've been in um, projects we've done, but in terms of social media, you know, we're on Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook and all those wonderful places to, mm-hmm. uh, to hang out in. Yeah, for sure. All right, David, David Nadersky, again, uh, president and, and owner of NCON. Thank you so much for joining us. You got it, Josh. Thank you for your time. And we appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.